what if we could share with the world what we were learning without anyone else having to go through a health crisis like we were going through? What would we want our friends to know? What would we want our family to know? What would we want strangers to know through this experience? And that birthed the message of live more. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. And we've got an episode today that's really interesting. And as it is the holidays, I wanted to share a story with you. And the story is going to be shared by our guest today, Nikki Moore. And her story is one of courage, but hopefully something that you find inspirational as well. I'm going to let her jump right into it and talk about what she and her husband went through recently. Nikki, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dr. Richard. So I wanted to just jump right into it because you know I've seen your YouTube videos and we'll link all that, of course, in the show notes. But I want you to talk about your story because you and your husband, Matt, were cruising along, early 30s, married, doing well. You had your first kid coming and then unexpected tragedy. Yeah. So like you said, life was going pretty well. I had a private practice, mental health, and Matt had a financial firm that he was running. And uh, we decided to have a baby. And when I was about six months pregnant, Matt started having some pain in his stomach, some changes in bowel movements, some blood in his stool. And he came to me and said, you know, I think something's wrong. And I was pregnant. So the wife that I am said, well, you better get your butt to the doctor. And that wasn't his favorite place to go, but he went. And when I was seven months pregnant on December 8th, uh, 2015, he had a colonoscopy. And to the shock of our doctor and to us, we found out that Matt had stage four colon cancer. Mm. Yeah. So the colon cancer had spread to his liver. And there were so many mets to his liver that there was an inability to operate, which made it even more tragic. So you're now seven plus months pregnant and you've got yeah. this you've got this news. What did you guys do? What was your reaction? We cried a lot in the beginning. The shock that waves over you is so intense that it's pretty debilitating in the beginning. And eventually kind of came to, okay, what are we going to do? What's our game plan? And we did a lot of research around um, chemotherapy, alternative treatment options. And we found this possibility that Matt potentially could have a 
pump put in this huge surgery, essentially, where they would take out his gallbladder and put this pump into his um, body that would deliver chemotherapy into his liver. And the goal was to shrink the liver enough to then be able to operate on his liver because that was the scariest part is the more the cancer took over the liver, the more fear that liver failure was going to happen. And so take us through what happened next. So the doctors suggested that we started chemotherapy for Matt intravenously while we worked towards being ready for Matt to have surgery, to do that big surgery for the pump. On February 5th, 2016, Matt started his first intravenous chemotherapy. And that was nine days before my son was born. So it was a whirlwind of a time. Um, But luckily, Matt was recovered enough from chemotherapy to be present at our son's birth. And so we had this beautiful gift of life and this insane amount of fear of the unknown of the future of our family. So it was this huge dichotomy that we were staring at all at the same time. As it spread, was there a point when you guys realized or when Matt made kind of the decision that he knew that there was no coming back, there was going to be no recovery? No, that is one of the most beautiful things about my husband is he never gave up hope. So it spread and then it ended up spreading again into his neck. And I think for us, the hardest part was he could feel those, you know, he could feel the tumors in his neck and he could feel it in his his clavicle and lymph node. And that was freaky because then all of a sudden now you can feel your cancer. But despite that, he never gave up hope that he could beat it. And then we started talking more and more about what we were learning from cancer and what we were experiencing through cancer and just the lessons that were coming into our lives. And he and I just started talking about what if we could share with the world what we were learning without anyone else having to go through a health crisis like we were going through. What would we want our friends to know? What would we want our family to know? What would we want strangers to know through this experience? And that birthed the message of live more. Our last name is obviously more. And, you know, we were inspired from that to live more. Um, But even deeper than that, you know, we wanted everyone to live more. You said there are lessons, lessons that you guys learned. Share with us some of those lessons that, that you did learn. You know, we got caught into this place, I think our generation does, of you know, assuming that people were happy based on their highlight reels. And why weren't why weren't we experiencing that? Or what, you know, what if we could just obtain X, Y, and Z, maybe we would be able to get them. And what we realized when we were suddenly faced with the uncertainty of Matt's longevity was really none of that stuff mattered. I I didn't care if I lived in a mansion or if I lived in a one bedroom apartment, which we did, <laughs> I just wanted to be, I just wanted to have Matt and, and be a family. And so we, our priorities shifted and we really took this place of what mattered was our family, our friends, people we loved, nothing that we were trained to believe mattered from a societal norm level. We like were able to take that off and realize like, that was all a lie, but what really mattered was having each other and being connected. 
Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. When you guys had that realization that the only thing that mattered was, was you two, what was the reaction of people around you when you started making that shift? Well, I think because there was cancer, I think people were more open to the fact that maybe we wanted to do things with each other or spend time together. But I, I honestly would say, you know, part of that was, okay, we want to spend time connecting and things, but we also want to live. So we want to go and do adventures and we want to check things off our, our bucket list. And that, that was kind of part of the, the live right. more side of it. And I would say people's reactions to that was different. They were very much like, I'm sorry, what do you want to do? Um, our parents, you know, when Matt and I went on an adventure with our dog, our brand new baby, and we drove from Oregon to Arizona. We left in the middle of a snowstorm. And we just called our parents and said, oh, hey, like, here's our plan. <laughs> and, you know, I think our parents were very much like, I'm sorry, what are you guys doing? This is really risky, you know? And I think people were just a little bit taken aback by some of our choices. But the most amazing thing was Matt and I would sit together and we would talk about our choices. Nothing was like a spontaneous, impulsive decision. They were thought out, they were calculated, um, they were decided. And then at the end, we would always laugh like, okay, we're going to tell everyone and they're going to freak out. But it didn't matter because what was important to us was what was important. So we really wanted to have this experience and we wanted to do that together. And so nothing was going to stop us anymore. That's awesome. And, and that's kind of what I was wanting to know, like yeah. the reaction when, when people... Yeah. You know, you, whatever your bucket list items were, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. We're going to yeah. drive in a snowstorm and, and just take a cross-country drive. Yeah. So talk to us about some of the other lessons. What were the other big, big lessons that you learned that you want to share with people? Yeah. So in the beginning, I had two girlfriends sit me down and say, Nikki, look, you suck at asking for help. But even worse, you suck at accepting help. <laughs> and so I was, I validated that. Okay, that's true. You know, I've done a lot on my own. And they said, you can't do that this time. You have to let us help you. And I said, okay. And I agreed to them to put together a calendar of tasks we needed, you know, food. In, and people could give that calendar to friends of friends, you know, whatever. And I mean, Dr. Richard, I can't even explain to you the power of what came into our lives was just the kindness. I mean, we had strangers giving us gift cards to, to eat. Um, we had cleaning services donated to us. We had meals brought to our house for a year. We had 
people who would come walk our dogs. We had people that would babysit, people that would, you know, schedule and take Cullen so that I, our son Cullen, so that I could go be with Matt during chemotherapy. I had a fellow therapist take calls for my clients if I had a crisis. Like it was just one of those things where we were just encompassed in this insane amount of kindness and we could not have done it all without it. You know, we, our family would fly out. So our family didn't live where we were living. So Matt's family would fly in. My family would fly in every other week to help with chemo. It was just amazing. And it, it filled us up, you know, so much. And I think one of the biggest lessons we learned was how when people in your life who truly and genuinely care and love you show up for you, how beautiful that is. Um, and so that kind of birds the live more challenge. And that is the, the challenge that for you to do something kind to someone else or for you to catch someone else doing something kind and, and just honor that. Because um, for Matt, it was just the small things that made the biggest difference. And me too, you know, someone just showing up at my office in between clients with a cup of coffee just to tell me they love me, you know, made the, made the whole afternoon brighter. I, I love that. And, and obviously the Live More mission is very near and dear to this show because our, our mission yeah. is basically the same thing. It's the acts of, the acts of kindness. And so, you know, I, I'm wondering, since your husband's passing, how, how mm-hmm. you've taken Live More in a different direction in terms of, you know, expanding it and, you know, broadening the vision that you and Matt had. Talk to us about where Live More is at now and how people can get involved. At livemoreco.com and you'll have the, the links and everything. We continue with the Live More Challenge and continue to inspire other people to participate in the Live More Challenges. And then really inspiring people to just take this experience and this message that we're sharing that, you know, yesterday is over, tomorrow is not you know, not promised. And today is all we have. And for you to really just make the choice to live more. Um, and so that's, that's our biggest hope is, is that hearing our story awakens you and inspires you to, to really just live your life to the fullest. Maybe think about where you're at. And if you're in a job that's not fulfilling or you're in a relationship that's not going great, or you've been always wanted to climb this mountain, <laughs> What's stopping you? What you know? What's getting in your way? How do you how do you make your life worth living? Because it's a beautiful, beautiful gift. And yeah, we just want to inspire people to live their life and to live more. So so that's where live more is going. And and I'm just doing the best I can to share and spread the message. Ten percent of our profit goes to charities, um, and a lot of them through are through live more challenges that we are continuing to do. Um, and help communities. So absolutely, um, it was really important for us to continue to be able to give back. I love that. And I think we've kind of gone there already. But as you know, I I do ask all my guests, you know, what is your biggest helping? And that's the single most important piece of information you want somebody to walk away with. I think there have been so many good nuggets, but let's, (laughs) let's bring it back full circle. So what would that biggest helping be? Yeah, I think the reminder again that Today is your biggest gift. And if you were to die tomorrow to really assess what that life would have looked like for you, you know, 
Were you able to live in the present and be connected to those you love, friends, family, family of choice? Were you able to engage in acts of kindness? Were you able to receive those acts of kindness from other people? And in what ways were you able to live more? And that is the biggest question I would have for you. It's one of the most beautiful things is getting people's responses to that. You know, I, I decided to go on that vacation because I've been wanting to do it. I, you know, I put on the wristband and I haven't taken enough for a year because every day I look at it and it inspires me to live more. So yeah, that, I think that's just my, my big nugget is this is a beautiful life. Live it to the fullest. I love it. I love it. Nikki, where can people find out about you? Yeah. So they can find out on our website, which is www.livemoreco.com. And then from there, there are links to our Facebook, our Instagram, our YouTube channel. I obviously are hearing me now and, and we did lose Matt in April of 2017 but he has a really powerful video of him sharing this experience that I would love for you all to watch and share and just be inspired by. We will definitely make sure that that video is linked in the show notes. Nikki, I am really grateful you came on today. Thank you so much for sharing your your story. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and thank you listeners for hearing our story. Nikki, I'm so appreciative you came on the show and you shared with us your story, which I hope inspires a lot of people listening to this. I also want to thank each and every one of you who listened to this and wish you all happy holidays. Thank you so much for tuning into this show. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review because this is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know who they are and post it in your feeds using the hashtag my daily helping because the happiest people are those that help others.